Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Why Did I Like It? I'm, of course, the nefarious Mike A. Sims, and this is the show where we go and look at things from my past that I was obsessed with, liked, or defined by and see, does it hold up in modern day? If you wonder why I'm reiterating the state of this show, it's because I decided to bring it back to its roots. And that's because I picked something, I said because twice, that I genuinely don't remember why I liked it. And this is, I feel like I have a, a, a very cloudy memory sometimes. I know the best way to look at the past is through roast into glasses. Everyone knows that. It's a cliche. Well, it is what it is. But sometimes I really feel like maybe things were better than I thought. Maybe they weren't. And because that is the point of the podcast, yes, we've played with toys and we've you know done different things, but I needed to go into something that was genuinely like, why did I like this? And that brings me to a little known show called Bucky O'Hare. I think it's called Bucky O'Hare and Friends. But when I was younger, there was a, a VHS that I don't know where it came from. My brother and I just happened upon it one day. And um, it was, the artwork was, was very cool. It was a green anthropomorphic. It was a green humanoid <laughs> bunny alongside a four-armed duck and a pink and white. I think she was a cat and then like a boy. And I don't know where this VHS came from, but we put it in and my brother and I were obsessed with it. Me more so than him. So like so much so that I would intermittently look up Bucky O'Hare. And in the early days of the internet, you weren't able to do much, honestly. That's why if you got on the ground floor of YouTube, you would have 16,000 views based on you just kind of walking across the street. So imagine that in the beginning when people were putting full episodes of shows on there. And hmm, looking back right now, it's, man, I wish I would have had skits on YouTube in the beginning. I have a couple. Some of them actually, like, they feature my overlord, but he's, um, his acting ability is like, if you've ever seen like a wet, like, rat. <laughs> if you've ever seen a piece of wood interacting with a human and you say, why is that wood trying to speak to that human? That That is the activability of my overlord. The overlord, sorry, he's not, he's not exclusive to me alone. But so the overlord and I made a couple of skits together and I wish, in retrospect, we would have, man, we would have just kept going with them no matter how terrible they were because at some point they would have gotten a little bit better. Um, of course, now he is, you know, him and uh, I am uh, still putting together a podcast where I look at stuff from my childhood. So, I mean, I feel like we all won. Anyway, so I would every now and then I would Google this this character, the show, and I would see something like, you know, somebody's trying to do an artist render where they would make it into a 3D model of something to create something along the lines of Pixar or something like that because that was all the craze. It was once hand-drawn animation kind of fell out of favor in the, you know, mid-2000s with the, you know, the blowing up of not, it wasn't just Toy Story. Toy Story was 95. Later, you know what? Baby birds, let me explain something to you real quick. It's feeding time. And you know what? This is something that's actually bothered me. So back, way, way, way back in the day, I want to say the 60s and 70s, what a lot of artists would do is they would paint the scenes for animated movies. The backdrop would be like, you know, a stoic scene of maybe a castle, a forest, something, and then they would kind of do cell shading or they would have moving images over those scenes. And um, it gave it this kind of fluid look and it was very, very beautiful. So you have uh, like, you know, um, Robin Hood, the Black Cauldron is one of the best examples of it, things like that. And then you had the Disney Renaissance, which really started with the rescuers down under. They only mention Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King, and Tarzan, but it really started with the rescuers down under, which started using different animation techniques to broaden the horizon and the scope of what was possible through animation. 
when that happened, it made that whole generation of, like I said before, Disney Renaissance fans have this nostalgia for that period. Then you mix in songs that were very catchy. I just I came with to be king. Um, now Prince Ali, you know, part of your world from Little Mermaid. And they had a stronghold on us, which is a very emotional thing because you have music and you have imagery and that's tied to nostalgia. Then you have Pixar's, uh, you know, the explosion where you have, you know, Toy Story, like I said before, was, was a hit, but it wasn't, it wasn't the big, big one, honestly. It was more like you're Finding Nemo's and, you know, your your Monsters, Inc. and your, we all know Pixar movies, Toy Story 2, actually. And once once that whole, The Incredibles, once you got that more emotional investment from the next generation where ours was, well, mine was the Disney Renaissance, actually, who was based more on, you know, emotion and, and, and imagery and, and things like that. Uh, a lot of places, DreamWorks, Animation Studios, um, Illumination started making. It was called CGI. When it's when it's a Toy Story, Pixar type movie, it's called CGI, computer generated imagery instead of hand drawn. So so CGI movies of cartoons blew up at the time, and every other old property they were debating bringing into the medium, just like now where they reboot everything and try to give it a new spin, whatever. So every now and then I would see this cartoon I'm about to, to explain pop up as a perspective CGI movie. Never happened. But anyway, just a side of what the, the feeding was supposed to be is that, of course, things would come full circle where it would go so far into the computer-generated imagery that they would eventually circle back and start to appreciate hand-drawn animation, first through video games, like, you know, Dragon's Lair and, and Space Ace and everything like that. And now you're seeing they have the heart of Pixar, but they have the music of the Disney Renaissance. And that is, that's the prototypical Disney design going forward, basically. I mean, Turning Red wasn't a huge hit, but it's it's literally indicative of where where the, the entire landscape would eventually land, where there's songs from that, that I know, or let me say Encanto, actually, Encanto, where it's, it's CGI, but the songs are catchy. And that was basically the, the, the landing zone of where Disney's renaissance meeting Pixar's emotional, I don't want to say manipulation, but emotional cores would meet. So <laughs> they never made the one that I'm about to, just, to, to, to watch, uh, which is unfortunate because I was very excited about it, it prospectively happening. But anyway, to finally reveal the title, which is just more embarrassing than anything else, it was called Bucky O'Hare. I know there's nobody out there right now who may be watching this live stream or listening to this podcast that has any idea who Bucky O'Hare is. So let's get right into it. We're going to watch the first episode of a VHS show that I found one random day to see. Why did I like it? It's Bucky O'Hare. Um, I don't have any, again, I'm going back to the, the early days of this podcast where there's no research done. I don't know much about the show. Anything that I kind of do know is from just personal like tidbits here and there, but there's no investigation, I should say. So let's go from the very beginning. We're watching episode one of Bucky O'Hare. Of course, <laughs> it has that, <laughs> in the 80s and 90s, cartoons would have these openings that would explain what was going on in the cartoon itself. Oh, also, Bucky O'Hare's a cartoon. I don't know if I elaborated. Yeah, I definitely did. The whole podcast is about that. But the openings would be these, these, they weren't raps, but they weren't singing. They were like rap singers. <laughs> T-Pain's first album was called Rapper Turnt Singers. So these were rapper turnt singers that were, uh, so like T-Pain, the opening of Bucky O'Hare has this thing where they, they explain things to you, but they're not, 
there's no melody to it. There's no range. There's nothing to it. They're just they're just saying it to you, but they sound like they're singing. All right, for example, it's like a guy named Mike starts a podcast and he tries to do it real fast, running all around trying to do things. He doesn't know which episode brings in the most viewers doing all. T- I got right right now. I'm right. <laughs> never wait too long. Um, oh, okay. So this is called War of the Warts. Um, again, we had a VHS of this. It contained three episodes, I remember. So we started with a commercial for frogs. Wait, there's a commercial for frogs talking about warts galore, wart cream, which I guess gives you warts, which is which is already taking me out of this whole environment because why would you want warts? I know people have actively avoided warts. <laughs> They've I don't know, you actively avoid a wart. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. The warts are coming. The warts are coming. So, the oh, it was, two, it was two underlings watching this commercial about warts cream. And so, I guess the main villain has already walked and said, come along. Okay, and so these, okay, these are frogs, I should probably say also. So, there's frogs that are enslaving rabbits. I mean, Bucky O'Hare is a, is a rabbit. So, I guess these are his people. Okay, the one thing I do remember is that his ship was called the Righteous Indignation, which is hilarious because... <laughs> To, to give a child, children, <laughs> I'm imbuing you with righteous indignation right now. What? Righteous indignation. Okay, well, we're going right into everything. I, for, cartoons are always, the, there's no buildup. I don't, you know what? I don't, I don't really focus too much on cartoons per se when it comes to like, you know, this, this podcast, but after thinking about the Batman anime series from the last podcast where I played the game and looking at Bucky O'Hare, I'm like, man, there's like no character development because I don't know who any of these people are. Like now there's a gorilla fixing things or a gorilla type. Are they, are they aliens? I don't even know what's happening. It's the first episode. I'm so lost. Okay, so it opened on some some frogs looking at a commercial. Then it led to those frogs pushing some prisoner rabbits around at gunpoint. <laughs> And then it just cut to Bucky O'Hare and his ship making a plan to go after. Also, I'm sorry. This also all takes place in space. I feel like this this episode is very disjointed. It takes place in space, by the way. Bucky O'Hare is a space pilot. Um, I probably should have led with that at some point. But listen, guys, if I have to catch up on this, so do you. There's also a four-armed duck who's extremely violent. I also remember him because my favorite Looney Tune is Daffy Duck. And whenever there's a duck character, for some reason, he becomes like my my favorite Donald Duck, Daffy Duck, uh, Plucky Duck from Tiny Toons. So I love this duck, but I just remember him always being very aggressive. Whereas Donald Duck and Daffy Duck are typically just like hard luck losers. This duck is just very aggressive. (laughs) Like he's firing lasers at, I I don't know what's happening in this show. I would, I would apologize for even picking this because this show premiered in the, in the nineties. So it's, it's, it is in line with the podcast is about, but I'm genuinely like so confused that I don't think anybody anybody should should uh, be able to apologize right now because I myself feel like I'm getting the brunt of all of this. Okay, so there's a space battle going on for some reason. The hull of a ship was just exploded. It was just exploded. It was just exploded. Juju was exploded. Now the there's a battle between Bucky O'Hare, the green humanoid rabbit, and this toad battalion that was has some rabbits enslaved. But I don't know why anybody's fighting. I don't know what's going on. And then they briefly showed each member of the crew just doing random things. But I don't know 
I, I honestly have no idea what's happening. And I almost immediately regretted this, but then I realized, you know what? Young Mike is somewhere in there appreciating this right now. There's no way I got this as a kid. You know, I probably also didn't care. You know what? Maybe the problem, I said, you know, what, three times in a row. The problem could have been the fact that we as kids in the 90s and, you know, aside from some, you know, cartoons like, you know, Spider-Man, X-Men and all that, we didn't really, I think we just cared about colors and characters, but not character development. So, okay, now there's like a, a cat. She's a white cat with pink hair. She has heels on for some reason. And she's walking through the hull of the ship looking for Bruce. I don't know who Bruce is. And a robot approaches her. So I guess they were boarded or invaded by the by the toads? Okay, you know, I, I, I try to stay away from doing this, but I might actually have to do research about the show because I'm extremely confused. Like, not to, to, <laughs> to dampen it, but like, I know that, okay, Bucky O'Hare is the captain of the ship, the Righteous Indignation. And I know that the white cat was like his first mate officer. She was like his, his uh, what's it called, the lieutenant? And then there was the violent duck, I think is like the weapons, whatever. And then the gorilla was the mechanic. Then the robot was there. But I don't know, is he like a freedom fighter? Because they haven't gone back to those other rabbits. So then they're, they're, they being Bucky O'Hare and his crew are fighting against these toads. I think, okay, so here we go. I think I get it now. The toads are like the, the empire from Star Wars. They're, they're the evil ruling body of a certain sector of space that are enslaving different species. And Captain Bucky O'Hare and his crew are like the rebellion. They're guerrilla tactics. They're coming, boom, 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 leave. Wait, now we're on, now we're in America? Okay, now we're just on Earth randomly. And there's a blonde kid getting bullied. They wrote nerd on his locker. I have said this before on this podcast. Nerds in the 80s and 90s were vicious, at least on TV. In the 70s, they were trying to kill you straight up. But in the 80s and 90s, they were like their whole life. Mission, I don't know when they had time to go to class because their whole life mission was just to ruin whoever they had targeted. And these three characters are drawn like grown men. Like there's three characters picking on the blonde kid. And the blonde kid looks like a little boy. It's glasses. He's silly, you know, whatever. They just disappeared. There's so much going on, sorry. And um, these three grown men are picking on this little kid and then they bully him very closely and then they just disappear. Now we cut back to the space battle. Why was that random kid in America just shown? I don't know who that is. They didn't, they're not telling me anything. I mean, I, I know this was based on a comic. I think they're expecting me to understand more than I am. I mean, as a kid, you know what? They got right to the action. It is the 90s. Everything in the 90s was just gratuitous action. It's crazy. Um, one of my favorite movies is actually called Last Action Hero. It's actually a satire about the action movies of the 80s and 90s. It's hilarious. It's starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And as a kid, my father and I went to see it. My father thought it was supposed to be an action movie and was kind of confused as to what was going on. As an adult now, I look back and I see why I loved it so much as a kid because it made fun of all those action movies I'd seen for years and years because it was just hammy, over-the-top, ridiculous. And I think we'd gotten so desensitized to it especially around this era, that seeing something like this, I'm like, as a kid, I was probably like, oh yeah, action, action, action. <laughs> no plot, just action. <laughs> okay. So one of the frogs is run back inside to, this, to the biggest frog because that's how they, you know, show who's in charge. He's the biggest one. Not muscular. He's just the thickest one. And it's like, oh, Bucky O'Hare took out half, half our fleet. And he's like, oh, Bucky O'Hare. And he's mad. I feel like he's in charge of th the biggest frog is in charge of this, this ship, but he's not like the main villain. Also, wait a minute. They're not even frogs. They're toads. 
I don't know the difference. I just feel like toads were easier. I don't know why, because you know you had battle toads back in the day, or you know whatever this is. So I think maybe toads were just. Are they more like? I don't know. I don't know why toads always put a video into movies. So Captain Bucky O'Hare and his partner. So okay, now he's going into a random room, and all these kidnapped rabbits from the earlier scene or hares, I guess you saying hare. Hares from the earlier scenes are now in there. Oh, so the Toad Empire took over Bucky O'Hare's planet. Did he just find this out? Why would he attack them, like, without provocation? So it's called the Aniverse. I guess that's the animal universe. But it's, it's just made me think of anime. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and stop this. All right. So Bucky O'Hare, interesting as it may be as a concept, just confused me so much right out of the blocks that, like, I... I can answer all my questions now. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It's very weird. I liked it back then because it was talking animals in space with lasers. So, of course, anybody would like that. Any kid in the 90s would like that. But I don't I, I, I don't really know where this whole thing is supposed to go. Also, I do remember the, some of the VHS now. The blonde kid who gets bullied earlier and they say nerd actually ends up trading places with one of the crew members from the Righteous Indignation, which is Bucky O'Hare's ship. So... I know that's how he factors in. He's supposed to be the audience's perspective, I guess. And that's that's really a reach because he's at best just like uh, a burden to the to the crew. So I know that. I don't, I don't, I think the Toad Empire, Frog Toad, whatever, I kept saying frogs, whatever. The Amphibian Empire, I think they're being controlled by something. Like, like they're brainwashed by like another computer or something like that that ends up being a major villain. And this is something that I found out way after the fact where I like looked into, like I said, where the where the franchise is gone, but yeah, this is not this is not it, guys. I'm not I'm not gonna keep going with this. <laughs> if you saw, if you saw the team of or watched the team of episode, you know that I'm very quick to shut this whole thing down. So yeah, you had you had your chance, buddy. And all ten minutes and twelve seconds of this, no, no, no. So I'm gonna murk this whole thing right now. This is just nah. This is not it. You're you're not you're not making it out, buddy. You're not making it out. And um. It's a shame because I kind of really wanted to like this. I wanted to be pleasantly surprised. Like, oh man, I get it now. I never, I never knew. I never knew that's what Bucky O'Hare was doing. I never knew. But here we are. That I just said, you have bitter resentment. I feel like we just broke up. And if you try to text me or call me late at night, I might say, what's up? But it's only to see how far you have fallen. It's not because I really care. Bucky O'Hare, that's how I feel about you. So that should answer all the other questions. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to sign off now uh, to make this episode a little brief even though it's going on way too long because Bucky X wasted my time and the time of my associates, which I apologize for. So you know the usual. I have been the Nefarious Mike A. Sims. This has been Why Did I Like It? Of course, like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And we will see you on the flip side of humanity. <laughs>